Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the substance of things that we're hoping for. We got to hope for it in order to ignite faith. Proverbs 13, verse 12. Proverbs 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the, the desire, there's that desire again. When the desire comes, it is a tree of life. When the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Proverbs 13, verse 12, out of the message Bible. Out of the message Bible. Different translation. Out of the message Bible. Proverbs 13, verse 12. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. But a sudden good break can turn life around. Somebody say a sudden good break can turn life around. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you for what you're doing now in the midst of us, both in the sanctuary and through streaming. Father, I even speak to the streamers today. God, that they're in line for a sudden good break that's going to turn things around. But we praise you and honor you in advance for all the results that only heaven can give. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise now in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats for a few minutes and I just want to walk you through some things I've been on a journey for a faith journey for many many years and much of what you see was not because I was smart it was because I had the faith to believe in the position that God gave me now much of what God showed me and much about what I heard to validate uh, concerning my calling on the calling on my life uh, it was it was purpose and it, it was really scary to embrace purpose. And I'll elaborate on purpose just a little bit today too. But everything I'm doing right now is part of my purpose. Everything God said would happen at a certain point, it is happening right now. Okay? So I'm walking in purpose. Purpose is, is, is really scary because it takes, it takes faith to believe because God speaks uh, sometimes I call it crazy, but we don't, we're not saying God is crazy, but he, he, he requires you to believe and to step out into some things that, that really was scared of. Can I use this type of terminology, y'all? It will scare the hell out of you. So, so some of the things that I've done over the years and even the way I preach and the way I present is not necessarily common for my region, but I'm in purpose. So I don't worry about it. And as long as I'm in purpose, God's got my back. And in anything, if you achieve any level of success, there are going to be haters. So since you know you're going to have haters, you better make sure you have faith. Okay. So many people have experienced this verse in Proverbs 13, verse 12. 
unrelenting disappointments, unrelenting disappointments. You may see me functioning in different avenues now. You see me doing things that I may not have done maybe 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago. But these things are like outlets. I need a sudden breakthrough in certain things. I can't just do Sunday morning, Wednesday night. I have to, ex I have to extend myself because I'm accustomed to a sudden break. I cannot just do church. I cannot just shout. We've had a wonderful time this morning, but I can't do that. I, something has to shift. Something has to break. So there were four rivers flowing into the Garden of Eden or flowing out of the Garden of Eden in at least four areas. If this area is not working, I'm going to try number two. If number two is not working, I'm going to try number three. If number three is not working, I guarantee you number four is going to work. The devil can't block all four rivers at the same time. But some of you, because you don't have faith, you depend on one river. God has several ways of keeping you encouraged when things seem to be so bad you don't even want to get out of the bed. So you got to tap into those other avenues. I have several groups of people that I spend time with. Several, not just one group of people. I don't just spend all my time with the church. I have people who are in other areas that I spend time with because I need a sudden break to turn things around. Sometimes you can run with people in the church and all of them are miserable and you go get miserable too because you're hanging with people who get miserable or stay miserable. So I need to get around somebody that's happy sometimes because I don't like being miserable. Miserable don't feel good. Miserable is not a good, I like my suits to fit, to feel like they're tailor-made even if they're not tailor-made and tailor-made misery don't fit me. So, so I, I, want you to, I want you to catch this because this is extremely important and you are, it's time. It's not about to be time. It is time for you to move in God's divine purpose for your life. There is no, God has not put us on pause. Religion put us on pause. Critics put us on pause. But I'm going to release you today. I want to release you because it is time. Yes, we all experience disappointments, but God has scheduled a good sudden break for all of us. There is no way I can spend all my life going through these disappointments and God has a schedule, a schedule. It's on his schedule. You got to get on his schedule. God has on his schedule a sudden good break for you. So let, let's talk about the desire. Let's talk about the hope. Let's talk about the faith. Because you can't get to faith without having a, a desire and without having hope. And then you arrive at faith. Now, my thing is, I got to find out what God's purpose is for my life and then begin to desire it. We all know, thank you, Pastor Joanne, for coming and singing for Sasha's birthday. That's all she was talking about. I want Pastor Joanne, and you came through for her and us on today. So let's put our hands together for Pastor Joanne. You're the only one I get nervous about losing Sasha to. But let's, let's, talk, let's talk about this desire, this hope, and then faith. So as we're talking, we see uh, unrelenting disappointment. It leaves you heart sick. We don't need a sick heart. 
And then many of us, at one time, we were doing good deeds. At one time, we were faithful. At one time, we were happy about serving. At one time. But the answer to that that has lost its excitement is Galatians 6 and verse 9. Because we need these verses of scripture to believe in to keep us moving like God wants us to move. What if I decided to quit today? Look at all of you and the people who are streaming who will be disappointed. So listen to Galatians 6 and verse 9 and this is how it reads. And let us not grow weary while doing good. So if a person was doing good and they stopped doing good, it points to weariness. They, don't, they do not believe for results from the good that they're doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That's that heart again. If our heart doesn't get sick. We are going to reap. The only thing that keeps you reaping, keeps you from reaping is that heart. Where does desire lie in your heart? Where does hope lie in your heart? Where is faith in your heart? Where is the word? That's what we use to gain faith. So anytime I see a person that was once consistent, that's no longer consistent, I know that they had a fight that they didn't tell me about. Now they've gotten weary. Now they no longer desire to do what they were called to do. Now they lose hope. Now we're trying to stand them up in a position and they don't have faith for the position. Years ago, um, my spiritual father ordained me a bishop. Before I was an apostle, I was a bishop. I, I said to myself, I don't need a title. I am who I am. I love being Stephen A. Davis. I don't have to struggle to be him. I wake up every day and I perform Stephen A. Davis perfectly. So when I heard about becoming a bishop and I didn't put a lot of emphasis on it, I had one of my spiritual brothers at the time, he came to me and he said, because I was talking like, I really don't, it doesn't matter if I have the title or not, I'm going to do what I do with, without the title. He said, no, no, no. He said, you have, to you have to desire the office of a bishop. He said, you can't just say that you have to desire that office. He didn't give me a scripture, but I have a scripture for you. So in 1 Timothy 3 and verse 1, 1 Timothy 3 and verse 1, it reads this way. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. So my brother was telling me, if you don't desire it, you're going to lose hope in it. And your faith will not be effective in what you are doing. Now, how many of you, posing a question, how many of you are in your rightful place, but because of disappointments, you have lost hope and you no longer have a desire for what you know you should be doing right now. People think you always lose desire for things that you're not equipped for. I am equipped for what I'm doing and I do this better than I play golf.
I show up. Man, I went to play golf Friday. Man, I had the perfect cap, had the perfect shirt, had them dockers on, had nice shoes. Went and bought me a new bag for my clubs. Man, I went out there. I looked like I was going to just wreck everything for the good. It didn't go that way. But I knew, I knew <laughs> my wife was on YouTube and said, These are what, this is what you need to wear when you go. So they had me, and, and Sister Adrian, she said, okay, you need a bag. I'm going to go up to Academy. And she sent me some pictures of a bag. So I got a good bag. I had some clubs. So I just took the clubs out of the old bag and put them in the new bag. And man, I was ready. Had a driver with me and everything. But, but I was only accustomed to playing top golf. So I knew how to drive, but I didn't know how to putt. So I'm going to learn how to putt because I'm coming back. I'm going to do well this next time. Now, now for, for many of us, I could have been so disappointed, but that, that's not my area. Now, if I can't drive and putt and all that kind of stuff and doing what I'm doing now after 25 years, but I can say men and women of God after 25 years of serving are no longer desiring the position. Why are they not desiring the position? It's because they have lost hope. If you lose hope, you're no longer going to desire the position. So one thing I know and I'm sure of, I am called. Everything in my thought pattern gives me the ability to do this on the highest level. I know that, and that's not an arrogant statement. But if I, let, if I allow so many unrelenting disappointments get to me, I am going to back away by losing my hope that attaches me to faith. And I'm not going to be effective even if I'm still in the position. Because I no longer desire to be here on Sundays. I no longer desire to speak to the people that I speak to. I no longer desire the God that called me. Because every time I think about him, I think about the position because it was him that put me in the position. So when you, when, you, when you come into that place, you start to feel a certain way. And it's not possible to effectively operate in faith in the position successfully in a thing that you don't even desire. For many of us, we've gone through a pandemic. Let me talk to you. Many of us, we've gone through a pandemic and, and we lost desire for in-person worship. And we got to understand where people are so we can help them to get to a better place. So we need to help them. And what, the way we help them, I have several points. The way we help them is we have to present the gospel a little bit differently than what we did before. So me being different means I'm timely. Me being different means I'm timely. I used to wonder about myself prior to the pandemic. I'm not wondering anymore. I am sure that I am in the center of my assignment. And I'm right where I should be. Now, let me walk you through a few more things. Are y'all okay? okay? Three things that I have, and then I'm going to have you to make some statements with me, and then we're going to be done. 
So stay with me here. Those of you who don't even desire to be a mother anymore, those of you who don't desire to be the father anymore, those of you who don't desire to be a husband or a wife anymore, those who don't desire to be a child anymore, those who don't desire to work anymore, those who don't desire to do anything anymore, I'm talking to you. Any person who has lost their desire, I'm talking to you today. There's no way you can have faith without having a desire. And whatever caused you to lose your desire, I want to speak to it because it doesn't have the final say over your life. You can create desire by consistently being exposed to desire. I cannot impact your desire if I have none. You have to consistently, somebody say consistently. You have to consistently be exposed to someone who have a desired destination. Because so many people have settled for where they are. And you wonder why they settle. Because they don't have hope and they no longer have a desire. And we've been trying really hard to move people to the next place. But if they don't have a desire for it, every time you turn your back, they go back to what they were doing. And many people only do good while you're watching them. Those who have a desire, you don't have to watch them. I'm going to say that again. Those who have a desire, you don't have to watch them. Now, now I am sure because I've been through pure hell for my desire. Pure hell. You think you know the devil exists. Oh, I, I know. Pastor John Hand, we know the devil exists. For the good you do and the hate you receive, it is pure hell for the heart that you have. And you're thinking that everybody's going to celebrate your goodness, but it seems like the number of critics are higher than the number of supporters. So it tends to work on your hope and work on your desire. And you have to almost be like that. Mm-hmm. I took a hit then. Mm-hmm. I took a hit then. Then I took another hit. Well, let me learn how to take a blow and keep going. You can only, you can only succeed to the threshold of your endurance of pain. If you don't increase your threshold of pain, you're done growing. You're done succeeding. It's when your threshold of pain has increased and you can take a, a, a licking and keep on ticking. That's what it says. Because when, you, when God gives you a desire, a God-given desire will cause you to go through things that just don't make sense. So what he's doing when you're, when you're consistently around and in this type of atmosphere, once either you're present or you're streaming, when you're consistently in that, what it does, it helps your desire. People start feeling, hey, I feel like I want to be a part of the church again. Hey, I feel like I want to worship again. Hey, I feel like I want to give again. We like the people who feel like they want to give again, especially those who stop giving because they lost desire. So we stimulate your giving gift today. There, there are people, can I help y'all? There are people, there are people who are, who tithe. But there are also people who have a gift of giving. 
Myself and Lady Davis, we tithe, but we have a gift of giving. So we're gifted in the area of giving. So we love to give and we are anointed to give. And God always makes sure we have something to give. Because there's an anointing on us for that. So don't get jealous when people have a gift to give. So stay with me here. Let me walk you through just a little bit more. So you're, you're now exposed. You're exposed to a desire. He's got to be passionate. 25 years and he still preach with a passion like that. Teach with a passion like that. It's because all that I've been through did not kill my desire. Listen. Not telling you to go back to a, a, an abusive relationship, but don't give up on relationships. Don't, don't give up on relationships because you can have one bad one that kills your desire for another one. Now, now I'm not going to call the first one what I would, but his name rhymes with Boaz. Is that all right to say, Pastor? Okay. Okay. Let me go on. Let me get out of there before I, before I get in trouble. Listen to this. We should never cancel purpose because of a decline in our desire. We should never cancel purpose because of a decline in our desire. I don't feel like it, Lord, but it's still my purpose. They didn't just kick me, they walked on me, but it's still my purpose. You know, many left me, but it's still my purpose. My best friend betrayed me, but it's still my purpose. See, you got to understand that when it's your purpose, you have the same thoughts as someone else who loses their desire. But if you keep the desire, the hope will return and the hope will produce faith to where now they're not laughing at you anymore. People, when they, when they cannot see what's coming, they laugh at you about what is. But if you keep the desire while all the crazy stuff is happening around you, then your hope will return and your faith will manifest what you are believing for. They thought that you would never get it. They thought it would never happen. They thought it was over. But they think like that because they give up all the time. And they quit all the time. But you're not a quitter. You are a warrior. You have hope living on the inside. You have a desire. And you rolled over last night and said, I quit. And you rolled back over about 12 and said, I'm back in. Some of y'all quit all night long. And then you got a desire this morning. Some of y'all still didn't have a desire. And it was when you pulled in the parking lot that all of a sudden your desire came back. Let me, let me help some of the people who are quitting on you. This ain't the first person you quit on. All you prove to me is I can't make an investment in you because it's a wasted investment and I'm a businessman. 
Ain't no way I'm gonna keep spending my time with something that keeps quitting on me. If I'm driving a car and it keeps quitting on me, I'm gonna leave it on the side of the road one day and I'm going to get me something else. So we're not gonna have people like quitting cars. You get a tune-up, but you don't get the option to quit when faith is available for you. And all of y'all who've been thinking about quitting, we opting you out of quitting. Cause if I'm in purpose, you say you in purpose. How are we gonna quit? And we're in purpose cause we're gonna be somebody miserable and really need some counseling if we start quitting while we're in purpose. Purpose brings problems. If they got a chance to hang around the calm, mean that don't preach, that don't lead, that not the boss, then they will be okay. But it's just this other guy that succeeds that they don't like sometimes. But it's part of my purpose. I'm not having an identity crisis. I have no jurisdiction when I'm in certain places. But when I'm in another place, I have jurisdiction. It's part of my purpose. So if it's part of my purpose, I got to keep my desire from forward. People wonder, I, sometimes I walk away and drive away and I'm like, should I come back? And purpose said, you don't have a choice. If you want to be happy, you're going to come back. See, some of y'all, you got to understand when you're in purpose, you're still happy while you're in the fire. See, some of y'all been trying to get the fire to stop so you'll have a desire again. No, the Hebrew boys were in the fire and they still have the desire. That's why Jesus met them in the fire. If you keep the desire, Jesus will show up in the fire with you and it's going to prove to everybody outside of the fire that it's time for your promotion. It's when you survive the fire, you keep a desire in the fire, you keep hope in the fire, you have faith in the fire, that when the fire is over, when it's starts cooling off and you look freer after the fire than you did when you went in the fire at that time people look at you it's time for an up a promotion it's time for an upgrade how many of you are in the fire right now but you're going to keep a desire while you're in the fire you're going to maintain your hope while you're in the fire you're going to keep your faith while you're in the fire i guarantee you the next step is outside of the fire and your promotion is right outside the door of the furnace should never cancel purpose because of a decline in our desire. I just have to get myself together again. You have all kind of prayer chains. You know, most people who lead like I lead don't have that many people that are going to get you encouraged because they're jealous of you. So you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. I understand what David meant. Now you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. In other words, you got to stand in the mirror and talk to yourself. Listen here, Stephen A. Davis. You, too many people believe in you. Too many people support you. And you can't be laying around in a depressed bed with all those people depending on your voice. There may be two or three that don't want to hear your voice. And I'm not going to do anything from them for them because they don't want to hear from you. But that's all right. There are tons of people who want to hear from you. So I need you to get Get up out that bed. I need you to wash your face. I need you to get ready. I need you to open up your mouth. I need you to lead praise and worship. I need you to do the word. I need you to do what I need you to do because there's tons of people and stop focusing on the people who are negative because there are more positive people. There are more people with you than they are against you. Can I hear the sound of a people who are with it? My last, my last point, and then I'm going to have you to repeat uh, what I read off to you. 
desire will surely lead to hope and hope will ignite faith for the life of victory or a life of victory. You want to have a life of victory? Desire. Get your desires together. Will surely lead to hope. There is no way to have a desire and hope not come. So when you get your desire back, say, somebody say with me, desire return now. When your desire comes back, it is going to produce hope. Hope is going to ignite faith. Then you're going to live a life of victory. How? Why do I need to live a life of victory? Because there's going to be battles every so often that you need the victory over. And if you're losing hope every single day, and you're going to lose battles every single day. But if you can get your desires together and you can get your hope, what hope deferred make of the heart sick? But no, 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 no. I am not going to put my hope on the back burner. I'm going to move my hope up front. It may not look good but I'm still hopeful. They may have given me a terminal diagnosis but I'm still hopeful. My money may be funny but I'm still hopeful. Everybody walked away from me but I'm still hopeful. People are talking about me but I'm still hopeful. They just turned my power out but I'm still hopeful. I've been I'm old now. Want a husband. Wanted a child but that's alright. I'm still hopeful. There's an adoption plan out there. There's something that's going to work for me. It doesn't matter what's going on. I'm still hopeful. I am going to saturate myself. I'm going to stay in the presence of hope. I'm going to stay in the presence of people who have a desire. You can't tell me everybody's failing. I'm just with the wrong crowd. I'm going to shift myself around some people who are succeeding because I'm not going to let anything in life sway me of my desire. I love what the old saints used to say. Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, tap your neighbor on the shoulder. Tell him where there's a will, there's a way. The devil's been trying to take your will. I said the devil's been trying to take your will. He's trying to take your desire. You're trying to believe for something that you don't even desire anymore. Once you start desiring it again, faith can kick in because of hope. But if you don't desire it, you can't attract it to you if you don't desire it. I attract growth. I attract wealth because I have a desire and I have the hope and I have the faith that I'll never have to struggle while I'm in ministry financially. So I am going to pull it in. Why? Because I have a desire to do great ministry. I have the hope that God will send the right people people that'll help me wrap ministry all around the world. I have the faith that they believe that God will always uphold me just like he did with Peter. He said, come, I came. Peter wanted to walk on the water. When he wanted to walk on the water, he had the desire and Jesus rewarded his desire by saying, come. Peter started coming, but then he lost hope when he looked at everything around him. He lost faith when he looked at everything around him and then he began to sink. He no longer desired to walk on water. I want to get you back on the water today. I want to get you walking again today. I want to get you in a desire. I want to get you tackling some project. I want to get you in favor with God because when you have faith, you have favor with God. Somebody give God one more shout in this place. carrying do you some of you are carrying gifts that alter nations and you've lost desire I could never gain desire for foreign nations 
until my mother passed away. It's when my mother passed away, I said, I'll go to the nation. I had no desire. I had to be within driving distance or flying distance from my mom. But when she passed away, all of a sudden that left and a desire came. My mom's safe now. I don't have to worry about her now. Now I can go to the nation. But I didn't have the desire. Certain things have shifted and moved in your life. But there's another desire that God wants to interject in your life. Stop crying over what left and think about what has come. I would not have recognized my next assignment if I would have stayed at the, at the coffin. I had to get up from the coffin. And I had to look to the hills from which comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. But not only do I get help from the Lord I also get strength from the Lord and also get purpose from the Lord and also get anointing from the Lord you can't tell me I'm not anointed I got the anointing from the Lord he gave it to me so therefore if you don't receive it that's your problem but somebody will I gotta close Never grade the anointing on your life when you're spending time with people who have no desire for God. They will sit in your presence and say, I didn't feel anything because they don't want anything. You will never feel what you don't want. God ain't going to rape you like they did. You'll never feel what you don't want. So your feelings don't have anything to do with it. The reason you don't feel anything, you don't want anything. I need to pat myself on the back for that one. Some of y'all questioning yourselves because you've been in the room with a bunch of people who are already full. They ate all that stuff then came to your table and didn't want anything and you thought you were cooking a bad meal. I ain't cooked a bad meal in 25 years. You got to want to eat this. Some people like eating at certain tables. You got to know how to have an appetite when you come to the king's table. You got to know that something's going to come out of the mouth of the man of God or the woman of God that's going to transform your life. Let me finish up, y'all. I mean, it's, it's 10.32. I got to go celebrate my daughter's birthday. Listen to this. Say this with me. I desire peace. I hope to receive peace. By faith, I have peace. Okay, say this with me. I desire righteousness. I hope to be made righteous. By faith, I am made righteous. You see the process? You will never arrive at a place unless you first desire it. Then you will hope for it. Then you will receive it by faith. So if I want peace, I desire peace. Some people love being miserable. Some of them are your friends. But you got to desire peace. Once you desire peace, then you got to have a hope that some arena that you're going to come into is going to bring peace on your life. Then you got to have the faith to know that peace has now been granted. For those of you who are sick, I'm going to show you how to get healed. This is how you get healed. 
Say this with me. I desire to be healed. I hope to be healed. By faith, I am healed. So first, I got a desire. I'm not desiring to die. I'm not increasing my insurance. I'm desiring to live, okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to get things together for the ones that's left. I'm going to stay here and spend some of my own money. I am desiring to live. I'm not, my family may be acting crazy. They may be fighting all the time, but I'm just going to push them to the side. Y'all can act crazy, but I'm going to live. I'm going to tune Apostle Davis in and I'm going to listen to what he's preaching and I'm going to keep my desire to live. I'm not going to find somebody to take care of my kids. I'm going to take care of my own kids because I got a desire to live. You start making arrangements to die when you lose hope. I'm making a range. I got a desire. I got a desire to get open up those window shades. Light this place up some. I hate darkness, baby. I am no, no. I tur turn everything on. Turn everything that was down, everything that was dim, remove it from my life because I desire to live. Open up those shades. Turn some music on in here. Put some praise and worship on in here. Put Pastor Joanne on in here because I desire to live. Give me some good praise and work. I don't need no hymn right now. I need some praise and worship. I need something that glorifies God. I need something that exalts the Lord because when the Lord is exalted he comes in the midst of us. I need something that calls me to feel good when I'm in the worst day of my life. Pain is from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I need to hear some. I need an environment that makes me want to run and I don't even have legs. Make me want to talk and my vocal cords that have been removed. Make me want to see it. I don't even, even have no eye sockets. It's the, it's the, it's the environment. I don't care how bad it, how bad it gets. Plan for me to live. Listen to me. There's nothing wrong with making, having good plans. Nothing wrong with having a will written out. Nothing wrong with having good insurance. Nothing wrong with letting everybody know what you want done when you go. But I'm going to determine when I go. And you got to start thinking that way. Because too many people are losing desire to live. And they're telling you, I'm ready to go home. They have lost their desire to live. You're only 32 years old. You have young men who are on the streets planning death at 25 because they want to be like Tupac. And we wonder why we're losing so many at 25. They have lost their desire to live. They have a desire for money. They have a desire to rap. They got to have a desire to live. We have to restore the desire to live. Communities that are falling apart, they're falling apart because the desire is gone. I'll never give up, get it, get up. They'll never give me an opportunity. I'll just be like this. My mama was like this. My daddy was like this. So they have lost desire. You can never produce honest people who have no desire. 
They will not be honest. People who have a desire are going to be people with integrity They because they understand my day is coming. My day is coming no matter what you do, my day is coming. No matter what you say, my day is coming. They're like Joseph who have been thrown in the pit. This is going to be a turnaround. I already had a dream about this. If God gave me a dream about the future and we're not there yet, I'm going to maintain my desire. I'm going to maintain my hope and I'm going to keep my faith until I'm cooking biscuits for you. There's no way that Joseph was supposed to die until he was feeding his brothers and stewarding in his parents' life. So what has God said to you that has not been fulfilled and you're now in demise? You're now without hope. You're now without desire. I would stir myself up if I was you. And I know it's been loud and I know we seem hype, but there's a lot of people with a lot of dead situations, but that's not going to be dead. Not after today. This is I am the one and you're not a I am the one with you're already in the tomb. I'm going to call you out the tomb right now. Whatever you were buried in, whatever you had given up on, I'm going to call you out right now I'm not telling you to go back to a humble situation but I am telling you God's got a better situation for you and you got to understand that when all hell is breaking loose all heaven is showing up on earth God wants to show up on your behalf I'll close with this Pastor Joanne I was going through the worst moment of my life I was doing good I didn't go for money. I was serving for free. I was using my own money for the expenses. And then I got treated like I was a, a wicked man. And I knew I wasn't a wicked man, but they tried to label me as what I wasn't. But the plan of the enemy was not about that. And it wasn't about them. It was to steal my desire to do what I do. See, you, what you don't understand, the devil wants to steal your desire. He don't have any problem with you, you know, doing a little bit something here. But your desire for that thing, because you can never cause something to flourish that doesn't first have a desire. So God wants to recreate your desire today. Some of you are laid back, you give an invitation, you don't show up, your desire is gone. I got an invitation to golf, it was my daughter's celebration, but I give him my word the next time they ask me to come, I will come. I was ready I did I didn't have my skills set on I had enough money to go shop and I was gonna get myself the best preparation that I could get but I wasn't ready for the game but I did show up how many of y'all have lost your desire to even show up we got churches that are shouting and praising and never leaving the rock the locker room we got to get on the field again we got to get on the court again we got to get in the communities again we got to start impacting the schools again we got to start impacting other families again you want to know why? Because we have a desire. And when you get a desire, you're not going to stand back and let things happen in the community when you're the one who has called with purpose to make a difference. Shouldn't have never told me that lives could be transformed when I open up my mouth. You think somebody's going to close my mouth now? I know my mouth is a weapon. <laughs> I said, my mouth is a weapon, baby. And I got some word in my heart that's coming out of my mouth. My mouth is a weapon. I make a dead man dance. My mouth is a weapon. I'm telling you right now, you may have been down when you came in. But if you feel better about life now, I need you to jump just a little bit. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! 
you want them to settle down, you got to shut me up. But as long as I got a mouth, I'm going to keep on talking. I'm going to keep on speaking. I'm going to keep on encouraging. I'm going to keep calling things that were dead back to life. I'm going to give hope to the hopeless. Strength to those who have no strength. Oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel that God can do anything on this I Am The One Sunday. why they wanted to shut me up now I know why they wanted to stop me it would be okay if I was only impacting myself but now when I open up my mouth something starts stirring on the inside of you and that's what the devil's afraid of you need to look and see what you were impacting because it's what you impact that makes the devil mad. It's okay if I preach to my computer. It's okay if I preach in my office. But when I come to a platform and get a microphone and start declaring the word of the Lord that the gospel of Jesus Christ is saying your best days are yet to come. In fact, your best days are here right now. Your best days show up when somebody starts talking about what you don't have, but you're about to have. I dare you to get the faith to believe that what I'm saying can happen will happen in your life right now now faith somebody shout now faith now breakthrough now healing now prosperity yes lord no more delays no more delays you've been through too much no more delays no more delays you've been through too much they gonna see it in your life no more i prophesy over you no more delays no more delays breakthrough 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 no more delays no more delays you pray now you get a blessing before your prayer is over the blessing is on the heels of your feet before you can make another step god is already making manifestation happen in your life no more delays before monday morning i declare and declare over your life that you will get text messages and emails that bring joy to your soul your day has come those who have had their desire to return now you're about to enjoy a tree of life a sudden good break my break has come touch your neighbor on the shoulder tell him my break has come my good break has come you need is one i decree and declare in the next 24 hours you will get one sudden break that will please make you believe that the other breaks that are coming they're going to keep on coming all throughout the week the sudden good breaks are going to happen in your life somebody's going to notice you that never noticed you before somebody's going to confront you with a good attitude that's never been in your presence before I gotta go y'all but I'm convinced 
I, I, I serve notice to all the devils and all the demons and all the negative people and all the haters. Ain't nothing you can do to stop this now because I am convinced I have my desire, I have my hope, and I have my faith. Over in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.